welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back show, where intimacy is real. Well, today's topic is a topic that doesn't really get discussed much, but about 4 to 5% of relationships worldwide have, are different than the traditional relationships. And so today, we're going to talk about polyamorous relationships. And polyamorous relationships are relationships where there are more than two people that are intimate, but it's about this intimate connection. And so today, I have on my show, which I'm so blessed to have, a variety of sex therapists who are experts in the field. First, I have Paolo Rodriguez, that's here from Miami. Yes, yes. thank you so much for having me. Yes. And then I also have Mahler Stewart, that's here from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And they're both experts in the field. So as we're starting the show off, could you let us know a little bit about your journey in working with couples in dealing with sex education or sex therapy? Sure, sure, sure. So I'm going to blame curiosity for me choosing okay. this type of work. Um, you know, I did community uh, work for a long time, but what really got me working with sex therapy and sexuality is that when I started to bring it up with my couples and my individuals, it was kind of like this box full of new discoveries. Mm. Sexuality is just connected to so many different parts of us. Yes. And so um, I worked in Boston for about 10 years. Okay. And there is where my mentor, Elliot Kronenfeld, kind of helped me start working with the couples. And I just really enjoy relationships. I think they're very unique and, and they're very, you know, the sexual connection is a very different connection yes. from all the other connections in the relationship. Okay, definitely, yes. And so, Molly Sue, is it also curiosity for you that got you in the field? Or? Yes. <laughs> yes, I think. And a lot of my friends who are, you know, in alternative, you know, relationships, um, just definitely curiosity for sure. Okay, definitely. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, um, could one of you explain to our audience about what polyamorous relationships are about? Sure. So, I think polyamorous relationships, I think, you know, there are people that everybody, everybody has consent, right? And everybody's right. aware that we're making different connections. But I think, you know, people tend to think, well, maybe these people can't commit, right? But it's more about an intimate connection, um, other than sex, sex is also part of it, but I think you right. know, it's, it's almost like an ethical choice to infidelity. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, it's consent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everybody's consent. aware. Yes. yes. Everybody should aware. be. I've had people who were like, I'm polyamorous, but my partner doesn't know, you know, and it's like, right. 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 Like, right. Because not, people get confused with swingers yeah. or yes. open relationships. I think we want to be really aware because when we don't have enough uh, information about this stuff, we make inaccurate generalizations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And you can still have that intimate connection when there's a third party. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Yes, yes. Yes. But it's got to be like you said that consent. Yes. Mm -hmm. All parties are aware. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And it's different from swingers because swingers they go from one relationship to the next, and there's not that. Yeah, well, and I would say, and I don't know if you agree with me. I think swingers is you know more recreational sex, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Other than a deeper intimate connection, right. I would say. Would you agree? Yeah, I would definitely agree. I think it's usually focused on couples. Um, of course, there you know it's a focus on single ladies. Like my research was on swingers, polyamorous, and kingsters. So, like thinking about like couples, um, really for casual sex for the most part, and Absolutely. you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and a little bit also different from, I know some people use the term, open relationships. 
Yeah, so open relationships or non-monogamous relationships can be a variety. So there are so many different types of uh, relationship constellations that you have to really think about what kind of uh, non-monogamous uh, person you are if you are if you're deciding to go into this lifestyle or if you feel like you are a part of this lifestyle. Um, so you just have to choose which one you know fits right for you. Yeah, definitely. And I guess what's really important is the communication. Absolutely. I think communication is something that we talk so much about, but it's so important regardless of what relationship you choose. But I think to your point is, you know, I think one of the questions is how do you poly, mm-hmm. right? Because it could yes. be the primary relationship and then one person wants. So I think it's really important just to kind of ground ourselves and understand where the person is at and what kind of relationship they're choosing for them because one size does not fit all. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Yes, and when you just mentioned with the poly, with the primary and the secondary, is there always that hierarchy of primary, secondary? Not always. Okay. Not always. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, yeah. uh, I think more recently, there's a lot of more relationship anarchists in a sense of um, people who don't subscribe to the primary secondary. And then there's some people who are like, no, it is a primary secondary thing, right? Um, but there are certain people that are saying like, hey, you know, sometimes I feel closer to this person that is brand new into my life and I don't want to rank them over someone who's been in my life for 10 years. Right. Mm-hmm. So it really just depends on that person. And with polyamorous relationships, you know, <laughs> it takes a lot of communication. So it's like a a lot, a lot, a lot of talking um, and understanding where each other is at. Right, right. And is it, I know for some couples who may think, well, we're struggling right now in communicating, we're struggling with doing this. Is this a fixture to that? Are they wanting more spice in their relationship? You mean like couples who are traditionally not, or yeah, monogamous? Not, yeah, monogamous, yes, yes. And uh, yeah, I've heard oh, that sometimes. We're like, oh God, I think it's just so unique, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, I think even when we talk about infidelity, you know, we often say Esther Pearl does it so well when oh, she, she says, does. you know, it's not about leaving the person that you're with, but when you become mm-hmm. in the relationship. So the reasons of what you're seeking and this orientation of uh, lifestyle, whatever you want to call it when it comes to polyamory, I think it's different for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, but it is about deeper connections, you know, that always comes to mind when we talk about polyamorous relationships. Right. And, and, yeah. And so it's, and it also sometimes within like monogamous couples, when, you know, when they start to grow or they're together for 10 years or they realize, wait a minute, I've been cheating this whole time, but I actually am polyamorous. Like, how are we going to make this relationship work with one person's monogamous and the other person's polyamorous, right? And I think that is where um, the t- there's a lot of, lot of tension. Um, and not to say that they couldn't work, um, but it just takes a lot of work, a lot of communication, a lot of trust building. Oh my goodness. Um, and I right. think, you know, to your point, that's so interesting. I, I have, I'm working with someone right now who is kind of in that, he's been kind of cheating the whole time. Okay. You know, and kind of realizing, okay, what does this mean? I want to be honest and open with myself and my partner. So do I want an open relationship? Am I polyamorous? We're just kind of exploring all these options and kind of how do we present it to the couple? But I think the trust, trust is the glue to the relationship. If we have enough trust, everything else can be, you know, we can work it in, in an easier, more valuable, relaxed way. Trust is so important. It is, it's critical. And thank you for mentioning that. And definitely trust. And one of the other things that you guys mentioned, is about knowing yourself. Yes. And so right now we're going to take a short break, but when we get back, we're going to get down into figuring out more about how to know yourself and also the importance of trust and how to communicate it with your partner. Thank you. 
to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. And today we've been talking about polyamorous relationships, and we've been talking about it with experts, Mahler Stewart and Paolo Rodriguez. They both have successful practice. Paolo is in Fort Lauderdale, and Mahler's in Atlanta, Georgia. And when we were just finishing up on the last segment, we were talking about relationships and also when, because this happens, sometimes an individual is starting to be with other people and like you were saying, they're, they didn't quite know themselves and now they're in a relationship where they're supposed to be faithful, but they're struggling. And they're realizing that maybe they're a person who prefers poly relationships. How as how therapists, I mean, I've worked with a few, but I want to know from you guys, what have you guys, what is this, how do you work with that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, you know, um, I think just kind of uh, exploring it with, with the client, you know, I really do love to always go into culture, uh, family of origin, what are the messages, what were those relationships like, because I often feel that we think, oh, I'm bringing baggage from my previous relationship, but baggage starts in our family of origin. Mm -hmm. So Yes. How do we even view right. sexuality starts yes, there? Yes, absolutely. Right. So how do we start to kind of... And really educate. I mean, you know, I know here you talk about education. Education is the tool, you know, against ignorance and just not making the decisions for yourself. So educating the person and really helping them understand, okay, where are we at? What does this look like? Mm -hmm. And the difficult thing sometimes is that you got to figure out, does the partner want to be with someone, right. whether it's an open relationship, whether it's a polyamorous relationship. So people tend to think, oh, you're just leaving the relationship because you want to be with other people. It's painful for both parties, mm -hmm. right? Because there's a loss and a grieving period for both of them, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's exactly right. You're literally mourning your relationship because yeah. it's dead. The life that you had before is no longer. So how do you, you know, move past that and to, you know, go through all your stages of, you know, grief. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah. And, yeah, and so I heard you were saying about how the family of origin or what you're brought up in, because sometimes people think that all those different types of relationships are wrong and bad. How do we go about and educate that something's not wrong with you just because you may prefer a poly relationship? Well, I think, you know, I often focus on the shoulds right you should oh, be this yes. way you should be that way shoulds are basically judgments right, right. somebody has evaluated you and judged you and now you've internalized that. right so, so when you say should i should do this i should you I should, should be uh, yes. in a monogamous relationship you should get married at a certain time you should have kids i mean i'm colombian and you know mom is like <laughs> when are you gonna give me grandchildren lady and i'm like i don't know but anyways i think it's about talking about the shits and those judgments, right? Yes. And being able to put them right here. And let's just look at them together mm -hmm. and what makes sense. And a lot of times, I think, to your point, we mourn that too because we're growing away from maybe our culture, mm -hmm. right? messages about our family of mm -hmm. origin and what this means to me and rebuilding right. with yourself. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of that unlearning, you know, just unlearning, unlearning yeah. all of those messages and, and, and realizing what those messages are. Because sometimes you don't even realize what the messages are, mm -hmm. right? So it's like a lot of talking, a lot of being like, where did you learn this from? And how, how can we move past it if, it's, if, it's, if it doesn't feel right right now? Mm -hmm. you know? Yes, yes. Have you guys seen, because I've seen it sometimes where there's jealousy, and how does that work when there's a poly relationship where one partner is jealous of another? 
have you guys seen that in working with those type of relationships? Yeah, that always happens. Relationships? <laughs> yes. I think that always happens. Yes. People tend to think, oh, so everybody, everybody's happy, right? Yeah. Everybody. Yes. No, right? Right. <laughs> but I think we go back to the idea of communication. It's okay to talk about that, you know, that jealousy. Where is right. it coming from? And, you know, how do we, again, all together figure this out, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's primary, secondary, or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. You know, how do we talk about it in an open and honest way? But completely okay, you know, this is normalized. I mean, we feel jealous, of course. Of right, course. right. It's a normal human reaction. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And it's about, a, sometimes I think it's also too about compromise, right? Like, mm, if I'm feeling compromise. jealous, what is the reason that I'm feeling, why yes. am I feeling jealous? Compromise. Am I feeling yes. jealous because I don't have another partner? Am I feeling jealous? Uh, because they're not, we don't have this, we are not spending the same amount of time together. What is it exactly that, you know, I'm jealous about? And if I can, how can I overcome that jealousy? Is there a compromise? Is there, how, how can we work together and to ensure that I feel comfortable and safe? Because once I start feeling unsafe, is, is when, like, the relationship goes awry. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I'm glad you mentioned the word safe, oh, because man. that yes. is really critical. Well, I think comfortable, too. Mm-hmm. Those two words, comfortable and safe. Mm-hmm. How can we trust if we don't feel safe? And how can, be play- how can we be playful if we don't feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So those two words, you know, I, mm-hmm. I really, they're important to talk about. And, mm-hmm. you know, it goes along with that idea of trust. Yes. And mm-hmm. so how do you get couples to, because you've been mentioning talk. How do you get couples to talk about, start talking about these things? That sometimes they get to in these relationships and they don't communicate. Well, I think to your point, you know, you said something along the lines, the person needs to figure out the why, right? Like first individually, right? Because often I feel that as human beings, we're constantly trying to figure out the how. How do we communicate? Mm -hmm. How do, well, why is it there Mm -hmm. to begin with? Why am I feeling this conflict? Because a lot of times when people are in monogamous relationship and they don't want to be monogamous or it just doesn't fit, it's a conflict between something I value and the way that I'm behaving. So Mm -hmm. it starts to not feel good. It takes a lot of courage to say, you know what, something doesn't feel right for me. So I think individually figuring out what's going on so that we can have a better conversation together. Right. And I love how you put that individually, because sometimes when we feel that why and we just like, oh, my gosh, I feel this way, then we react instead of taking time to do some individual work, whether it's through counseling, whether it's just sitting there meditating or whatever the case may be. I think that's very Because critical. there's a lot of people that meet their needs in secrecy. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right? Instead of being able to say, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking. This is how I'm feeling. It's hard to talk about, but let's figure it out together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for us even having this conversation together about polyamorous relationships. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to provide you guys with some tools on polyamorous relationships. Thanks. Intimacy Back Show. Today we have been talking and laughing and getting some information about polyamorous relationships and I've been blessed so much to have two great experts. We have Mahler Stewart that is from my uh, from Atlanta, Georgia <laughs> and she's also going to branch out down into the South Florida mm-hmm. and then we have Paulo Rodriguez who's right here in Fort, uh, Fort Lauderdale. So right now I want to talk about some tips because there are people out there that are listening and maybe this is the first time they're even thinking about this. They're like, oh my gosh, I've been 
thinking I've been so unhappy and just having one kind of intimate relationship and I've been wanting to go into this, what are some tools that you can provide for them? Well, I think for starters, you know, it's really important to, we go, we often go on Google on the internet to go right. and look for this stuff, but making sure that we have, you know, valid resources, you know, that where we can kind of start getting some information, but you know, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I'm such a big believer that just having someone to talk to and help you through that mm -hmm. process, you know, it's so easy. We need legal advice. We go to a lawyer. We right. You know, we need we need something and from an outsider. So I think having an outsider perspective and just helping you figure this stuff out is really important. Right, right. And I'm glad you said getting help because sometimes in a variety of different cultures, especially in one of my own cultures, that going to counseling it's like a, a taboo and stigma. But sometimes it's good to go just to get insight to know more about yourself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, it's sort of Googling is sort of like the hard when <laughs> people are like well I found I'm like okay well who was it by <laughs> yes, yes. you know like do your research too like you can't you know have a list of you know somebody puts this out and like who is this person you know what kind of um background do they have you know do you feel like it's a great background that you would trust this information so because there's so many things out on the internet it can be dangerous a little bit but um uh, for the most part, that, that having someone to talk to, having someone you trust um, who's open-minded um, would be really helpful. Yes, definitely. And so what about couples who are thinking about this? Any different suggestions would you give for couples? I, I think going along the same route. Okay. Right? And, and, and really, you know, all of us as therapists and educators and people out there should be, right, trained in this stuff, but unfortunately for some people... We haven't, we don't have all the information. So I think going to someone that specializes in sex therapy or specializes in intimacy or polyamory work, because you know, sometimes hearing just a judgment or something can really turn you off. Right. But for couples, kind of going about the same thing, finding right. reliable information, reliable resources, and then having someone kind of help you out. And with a couple, I would even suggest that having a third party is even, I think, not more important, but just as important. Right, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And you mentioned a great point about making sure that you see someone who specializes in sex therapy because not every therapist specializes in this and they're sometimes uncomfortable to talk about it and when the therapist's uncomfortable to talk about it then it makes the couple uncomfortable too yeah yes and i think also there's a lot of polyamorous conferences too yes. and those seem to be really helpful like when i presented at poly conferences it's usually you know couples who are brand new trying to figure it out trying to see if they're into it um, and I think going to those conferences are a great sort of 101 um, way to uh, find if this is the route you really want to go. Yes, yes. And, and you getting the tools, too. Yeah, definitely. You both have great websites. Could you um, explain more about your website and what resources are on there? Sure. So um, um, my website is velvetlipsllc.com. And for my website, um, I do have a section for alternative sexual um, communities. So for folks who are swingers, folks who are poly, um, folks who are kinksters, um, they can go to my website, find some resources, books, um, links, uh, conferences where you can um, actually, you know, get the information that you need. And if you have any other questions, of course, they can email me. Yes, definitely. And Paula, can you? So my uh, website is lifediscoverypsych.com and I have a couple of things about relationships, also a section where you can kind of uh, see the different types of 
you know, polyamory or relationship swingers to just give people information and educate themselves a little bit more on what that is and where do I want to go with this? Yes, yes. So definitely, as they've been sharing with us, um, they pr provide a lot of good information, but also you can go into their website because finding that information is critical in the sense of making a decision if this is kind of the relationship you want or if this is not the kind of relationship you want. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Any other tools that you guys can think that can maybe help those couples who are out there thinking about this as something they may want to do? Um, I think the website More Than Two is a pretty good one to show you the various different types uh -huh. of polyamorous relationships, or the different relationship constellations. Um, uh, Tristan Taramino's Opening Up is a classic. Ethical Sluts, a classic one. Yeah. Um, but those books are really, really um, can be helpful for you all. But, um, um, what else? I don't know. I mean, Thing that pops out to me. Dr. Joe Core also has That's a pretty good okay. book, and he's got a couple of articles on psychology today as well. Right. Um, but I do like the ones that you mentioned. I think all of those. You know, there's a lot of good information out there. We just yeah. have to make sure that they're from reliable sources. And, and, yeah. And if you have kids, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Sheff's book, Polyamorous mm -hmm. Families. So how kids uh, yes. grow up in polyamorous families, and you know how you can uh, negotiate relationships when you have children in the household is also pretty helpful as well. Yes, definitely. And I think one of the main concepts you mentioned even from the beginning is knowing yourself. Yes. Are you gonna do a little dance? We'll show it in the next episode. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. That is the key to everything, mm -hmm. is knowing yourself. And sometimes that requires you to spend time with yourself, but more importantly, like, like you said, maybe getting help and talking to the right people. Because sometimes if you just share things with anyone, sometimes they give you judgmental. And one thing I want to educate people is when you go to therapy, it is a non, it's supposed to be a non-judgmental place. Mm -hmm. And it teaches that one person to look at you a certain way or to judge you for you to internalize and then shame, right? Lives in secrecy. Yes. And so being able to just, again, reliable sources is kind of like the, the theme. Yes, 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 yes. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show, for providing the audience members this open discussion. Because for some, this is brand new to them. Yes. And for mm -hmm. others, I hopefully... Yes. <laughs> For others, I hopefully they gain something from it. And so thank you, Paula Rodriguez. And for providers who want to or people out there who want to look her up, please do so. She's down here in South Florida. And Molly Stewart, if you want to look her up, she's in Georgia and it's coming to South Florida. Thank you. This is the Bringing Intimacy Back Show where intimacy is real. <laughs>